Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Because I've been forgiven, I can be forgiving? Yeah, that's how. That's how the how works. You'll forgive the play on words. When I realize just how much kindness, compassion, and forgiveness God has shown me, I in turn can show kindness and compassion and forgiveness to others. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. We know why we shouldn't do the things God says will be destructive to our lives, but do we understand the how behind it? Today, Pastor J.D. teaches that when we come to understand the depth of love and forgiveness God has shown us through Jesus, we can in turn demonstrate this to others through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, God wants to protect me from myself. I think about what James said, that the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Let me uh, just say this this way. I have always without exception regretted doing something or saying something in anger. And conversely, I have never regretted saying or doing something when I've not been angry. I think about it just even in the context of parenting. See, our children look at us as the representative of especially the father figure, which is why, by the way, we're going to, when we get to Ephesians chapter 6, hear Paul say, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. I think about Moses, who became so angry with the children of Israel, and he struck the rock the second time, and he ruined the type because the rock was a type of Christ only to be struck one time. And the second time God said to Moses, speak to the rock. Don't strike the rock. You already struck the rock. Speak to the rock. In other words, first Christ was struck. Now that he was struck, crucified, now we can speak to him. And water comes forth, living water comes forth. That was the type. And in Moses... And it's really interesting, and I appreciate the detail in the narrative. It says, Moses in his unrighteous anger said, How long are we? We? How long are we? He's speaking about God and him. Oh, oh, Mo, (laughs) you're on the same level with God now, are you? How long are we going to have to put up with you? And he strikes the rock, and it costs him the promised land. Oh, how many promises has it cost me? 
in my anger. Anger is so destructive. Anger damages. Anger destroys. And this is why the scriptures are replete with the warnings about the dangers that anger can cause. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, Jesus said, verse 21, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. What? Yeah. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You know what Jesus is saying here? You know what the warning is here? The warning is this. If you don't deal with your anger, your anger will deal with you. You better deal with this anger. It is probably another good time to maybe confess again. So when I first came here to start the church, I actually started, well, we actually started the Bible study in the book of Revelation. Then the next book I wanted to start was the first book of the New Testament, which was the Gospel of Matthew. And when I, you know, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, when I got to chapter 5, the Lord just, I mean, as only He can, and I know you know what I'm talking about, He just got a hold of me and said, uh, Looks like you're going to teach Matthew chapter 5. Yeah. What are you going to do when you get to verse 21 through verse 26? Why? Oh. Um, I think you need to call him. No, he needs to call me. <laughs> this again was my justified righteous anger. I'm talking about somebody on the mainland, so you know I never use illustrations from here, right? Now there was a guy in my church on the mainland that I needed to call and settle this quickly, especially before I taught Matthew chapter 5. I had to take my gift of teaching and leave it at the altar and go settle this. 
and I had to ask for forgiveness. And he gave me forgiveness freely. And boy, I tell you, it was a very different sermon I preached that day in Matthew chapter 5 because I had done so. Would you agree that when you're angry at somebody, you're the one that's in prison? Right? When you're angry with somebody, aren't you the one that is paying the cost of that anger? I'll never forget, again, back on the mainland many, many years ago, long, long time ago in a land far, far away, I just had this seething anger towards this individual. And imagine my horror when I found out that they didn't know that I was angry with them. That made me more angry. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? I've been sleep, sleepless at night. I've been stewing during the day. I just, uh, just at the mention of your name. Every time I saw you, just, is this a little bit uncomfortable for, <laughs> I'm just, just, come on. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then you find out they go, oh, you were mad at me? What? You didn't know that I was mad at you? That makes me even more mad. I was the one that it was killing. It was killing me. I mean, I don't know where we get off on thinking that when we're angry at somebody, boy, that, that's really getting to them. They, I'm angry with them. That's getting to No. <laughs> they probably have no idea. And it's getting to you. That's why you want to settle the matter quickly. Leave your gift of service at the altar. Whatever it is. And you can make that right as quickly as you can before it costs you everything. Well, I truly believe, and this is in my own experience and relationship with the Lord, that unrighteous anger is the catalyst for the rest of the sins that Paul lists here. And I'll explain how I get there and think this through with me. When I become angry with someone for this perceived injustice against me, I will then likely resort to stealing in order to get back at them. I think about the employer and the employee. It reminds me of something Oswald Chambers said. It's always stuck with me over the years. He said, it's not, have I been defrauded? It's, have I defrauded? Maybe better said this way. It's not, have I been wronged? It's, have I wronged? Boy, that changes the complexion of it, doesn't it? So anger can be a catalyst for stealing from somebody in order to get back at them. So too, is this true with how I talk about them, unwholesome talk? how I slander them, how I curse them, and in my rage and bitterness towards them, start fighting with them. You would think this would be bad enough, right? And it's all because of anger. It leads to all of the above, if you please. And you would think, again, that this would be bad enough, but it's even worse than that. 
How so? Well, in addition to being destructive to us and those around us, more importantly, it grieves God. It grieves the heart of God. Let me see if I can put this into perspective. Think about how grieved you are as a parent when your children are angry and fighting with each other. Doesn't that just break your heart? How much more our Heavenly Father, when we as brothers and sisters in Christ are angry with each other and fight and slander each other? Let me uh, put it another way. Think about this. How hurt are you when someone hurts one of your children? I'll never forget a number of years ago, my daughter comes home from school, which is why we're homeschooling her now. (laughs) She said, Baba, this boy was mean to me. Oh? You know what he said to me? And then she repeated what he said to her. (laughs) I will find him. (laughs) He is in grave danger. Again, I righteous anger. No? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's my child. That's my daughter. That's my son. You don't do that to them. That's righteous anger on the part of our Heavenly Father. That's what it's like. When we hurt other people, when we fight with our brothers and sisters. Slander. You know it's interesting in the, in the Proverbs, the list of six things that the Lord hates. You want to know what God hates? It's right there. But the seventh is even an abomination to him. You know what that seventh one is? Spreading discord amongst the brethren. You know what that means? That means slandering, gossiping, fighting, divisions amongst the church of Jesus Christ. It grieves the Holy Spirit of God. This is what I love about the Word of God and the God of the Word. God never leaves us to ourselves, and I praise God for this, (laughs) He enables us by the power of the Holy Spirit to change and to overcome. And I want to speak very clearly and concisely, if you'll just give me your attention as we close. This is what's known as the how of the Holy Spirit of God, empowering us to do the what of the Holy Word of God. Maybe something on that list really struck a chord with you today. Truth be known, your life is riddled with anger and bitterness and 
all of these things. How is it possible to overcome? How do you put off this and then put on Christ as a new creation in Christ? Well, when we fully understand the why, and I think we address that pretty clearly here, right? This is why it's so destructive. Well, that's what motivates us to want the how. And we have the how in the last verse. This is how, husband, wife, in your anger towards each other, letting the sun go down on your anger, your bitterness, your slander, your resentment. This is how. It's very simple. Very powerful. It's in verse 32. Can I just read it real quick? (laughs) What are you going to say? No? I'm going to read it. Be kind and compassionate to one another. And here it is. Listen. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. What? Wait. So... Because I've been forgiven, I can be forgiving? Yeah, that's how. That's how the how works. You'll forgive the play on words. When I realize just how much kindness, compassion, and forgiveness God has shown me, I in turn can show kindness and compassion and forgiveness to others. This is what the Savior taught the disciples when he taught them to pray and what we affectionately call the Lord's Prayer, which is actually not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17. But he taught them to pray this way. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In other words, we forgive others because we are forgiven. You know how much God's forgiven you of? And you're withholding forgiveness from somebody else? How kind has God been to you? How long-suffering has God been with you? How patient has God been with you? I'll speak for myself. Far be it from me to withhold that which I've been on the receiving end of from God from others. That grieves God. One commentator said it best this way. Forgiveness is not a burden God places upon us but rather a safeguard for our mental health and emotional stability. That's very interesting. This goes back to what we talked about two weeks ago about the mind, the battleground of the mind. After teaching his disciples to pray, Jesus went on to underscore only one point, forgiveness. Why? He was saying, I want you to be free from the burden of holding a grudge. Is that not a crushing weight and burden 
to hold a grudge towards somebody. God's forgiven you, you forgive them. Well, I don't feel like it, that's okay. The feelings will follow. What do you mean? Oh, here's uh, real quick, and we'll, this will be my final closing. This is the, the final closing here. Think about this. How hard is it for you to stay angry at somebody that you're praying for? I don't feel like praying for them. And if I do, I'm going to pray out of context something that David prayed in Psalms. Lord, just break their teeth in their mouth and let them choke on it in Jesus' name. Now, I assure you, God's not going to answer that prayer, okay? All right? Are we good with that? It might start off like this, right? Lord, I just pray that you'll boo, boo. It might be hard to come out, bless them, ah! And then what happens is, as has been said, prayer changes the prayer. Prayer changes the prayer. And so, so you start praying for them through gritted teeth, and then God just begins to change your heart towards them. Now you've got an investment in them, and you're praying God's blessing on them, and then God blesses them, and you're going, hey, and by the way, God blesses you too. Pray for your enemies and those who despitefully use you. I want to close with a question. And please know that I always ask myself this question. And by the way, just for the record, I didn't have to call anybody before today. You'll be glad to know. (laughs) I'm walking in victory. Is there a lightning bolt coming anywhere out of there? I'm pretty sure I can, you know, that's the Lord. Bring anybody to mind. Nobody came to mind. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's the question. Is there someone in your life with whom you've become bitter towards and need to ask forgiveness from? If so, do not delay. There's a fifth do not. Do not delay any longer by virtue of the fact that you will be freeing yourself from the destructive, and I'm going to use this word out of Hebrews, defiling. A bitter root will defile you and destroy you from the inside out. It will eat your lunch. Do not delay any longer. Free yourself before you destroy yourself. Thanks for being part of our time here today on In Spirit and Truth. We hope you've learned something new from the book of Ephesians and that it's given a new perspective to you on your relationship with Jesus. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week, so be sure to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com today. Follow the link to our Facebook page where you can join the conversation and fill your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area. We hold services every Sunday at 8.30 and 1045 a.m. or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website in spiritandtruthradio.com as well as more information about who we are as a body of believers. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. 
Now, we also want to let you know that you can still hear Pastor J.D.'s teachings through our online resources at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Simply click listen on the top of the page to find these messages by Pastor J.D. in various books of the Bible. Along with that, we invite you to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. This weekly update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. Join Pastor J.D. each Friday and Saturday for the Mideast Prophecy Update on our YouTube channel or download our mobile app to have these updates right at your fingertips. Find it all at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share next time on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true.